Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Political Bark. Today I'm here with uh, Mr. Alier Nihal from South Sudan. He uh, is a very interesting guest to speak with about the uh, life and past of a UNHCR refugee, especially coming from an con- uh, area of conflict such as South Sudan, and also his journey along the way and his, uh, his uh, hopes and ambitions for the future now in 2020, almost 2021. So welcome, Mr. Alier. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Thank you very much for having me, and I'm happy to speak to you. Thank Uh, you so much for coming. You're welcome. (laughs) So today, I I really um, am curious about knowing more about the, the, the life, not of a refugee, but of a person who is in a situation that at times can be very hard, much harder for people Uh, that are actual citizens of the country, wherever they are, wherever they are, finding themselves in a, in, a, in a more difficult situation. My father was actually a refugee, coming to Norway as a refugee in the in the 60s. Oh. Uh, so I'm uh, and I studied the the, the European asylum and, and the migration system. It was my master's. So I'm very interested in this area, and I'm very interested also in how we can make things work. So please, um, Mr. Nihal, can you tell us a bit about your past? Uh, I was born in, in South Sudan in 1978 in, in the family of uh, six members my family. Uh, my father and my mother died during the war. My mother died on his starvation. Starvation. Yeah, because there was no food, and I'm I'm sorry to to recall this again. Mm. Um, so when come to 1987, we were asked from our parents by our southern Sudanese authorities, rebel. So they say we should go to Ethiopia to go and study or for the school. So we move. A lot of teenagers, small children were removed from there. So we, we head to Ethiopia. That was in October 1987. At around the time, I remember I was like 12 years old. So we were very many, like range from 4,000 4, to 5,000. So it was a mass uh, movement of young kids and, okay. and under 15 or yes. under 15 yes. uh, kids from South Sudan yes. that were asked by the government to move. Yes, by the southern rebel government. The, the southern South Sudan rebel government yes. to move to Ethiopia. Yes. So from there we stay in Ethiopia for mm-hmm. four years. But how did you get to Ethiopia? Did you? We walk. We walk from South Sudan to, long, last time it was called Sudan, so we walked from Sudan to to Ethiopia for like two months on the way, and it was not easy. There were no water. We walked on barefooted, oh. and the hyena started eating some of our friends. So hyenas eat some of the kids along the way? Because this was uh, asked by the government, but it was not uh, taken care of in such a way that you could actually Uh, almost survive this trip. Yeah, there were some people to provide us with with the care along the walking way, but uh, it was not 
enough these people to bring all the services to the people because we were having shortage of water, we were having shortage of food, and we were exhausted from movement, from walking, because we were very small, some of us got sick on the way. So if we got sick and tried to sit down or try to rest, then the hyena come and just oh. eat you up. Oh, it's horrible. So, yeah. So it's, it's almost like sending you on a trip that 50-50 yeah. if you survive. Yeah, so we, we avoid walking during the night. And, we, we and where, did you sleep, where did you sleep then? Uh, we slept under the tree mm -hmm. with a big, so we light the fire mm -hmm. so that the hyena, when you see the big fire, so the hyena will run away. Oh. Yes, also, and, we, uh, and we have to beat some kind of uh, a sound so that when the hyena hear that, they will say these people are awake so the hyena will not come back. And this is something you figured out as a kid? Yeah, this is what I can remember a long time mm, ago. Yeah, of course, it's, it's a yes. long time ago. But still, it's, it's a... Uh, Memory made uh, we hear about the boat trips from uh, the north uh, North Africa to Europe, but this is equally a hard, equally as hard of a of a migration trip. Yes, if not worse. <laughs> In comparative to that, between our movement and the further movement now by the migrant to Europe, mm. is is really different from my point of view because when you cross the river you, you, you are not aware what is on the river mm. the river itself or the sea itself it has a lot of waves so the people can die it unless mm. you have a big ship so that you can stand strong with the waves of the water mm. so compared between our trip and the trip uh, the present trip of the refugees going to Europe for me I can say ours is okay because we are responsible, we work on ourselves, oh, yeah. mm. so when we can resist, mm. we can see things, mm. but on the water it's very difficult, mm. so you can... Um, we I, don't have control. Yeah, I don't like to say that because that one is really very frustrating, it's not good for when I watch about the people dying yeah. on the sea. Yeah. I have one of my friends, I knew him, he's from Djibouti. Mm. We were, he was my neighbor, so he died with his six children, in six members of the family, yes. So the whole family has lost it's in a hard, single so moment. Horrible. So that's why it was not good. And in our community, we tried to form a, a, a certain office so that we discourage people from our community who have a feeling to go there. Yeah. Despite the fact that there are some people who succeed to yeah. go to Europe. So when they Call, they say mm. yeah we arrived mm. so it mm. may encourage other people to cross mm. so mm. we say no this is mm. not good mm. we try to discourage people not to go there mm. so compared to this movement of the European migrant exodus to Europe to us in the 80s it, for me is very different so we moved from Sudan mm -hmm. from former Sudan to Ethiopia we stayed there for four years when when the the, the Ethiopian government has have his own fighting, so we were pushed out from Sofia. What did you do in Ethiopia then? We were in a school. Okay, it was we a normal were, school? Yes, we were studying. And were you surprised to find that you was going to attend school in Ethiopia? Uh, we were situated on the border, mm -hmm. but not inside, this, I mean not in the city, so mm -hmm. we were outside, I was scared of Ethiopia. Mm. Uh, we, we, we got some assistant from international community, UNHCR, World Food Program, and some other mm -hmm. uh, UN uh, agencies. So yeah. they, they help us, they, they shelter us, they give us 
shelter, they give us food, they give us blanket, they have a clinic, if some of us are sick, then we will be treated there. And then they open the school, so we, but because the school were on the, under the trees, so we, we write, we wrote, we, we keep learning from the, under the tree. So until then, when the war broke out in Ethiopia, mm. so we were pushed out of Ethiopia, and then we come back to the Sudan border. That is the present southern Sudan right now. Mm. So long time ago, when Sudan government heard about that, so he sent the he sent the the, the, the troops, military troops. No airplane, the bombing airplane. Oh. Yeah, they came to bomb us. So because they, on the border. Yes. So the UN don't like this. He said these children will not stay here on the on the border mm. of Sudan and Ethiopia. Then they we were moved again from. The UN took care of moving you? Yes, they were. From UN. Ethiopia to yeah. back to South yeah. Sudan? Yes, and then they, we moved along the borders, the border of Ethiopia and the border of Sudan, and then we moved into Kenya. Okay. So we went into Kenya, mm -hmm. this is, it was served. Okay. Then we, situated, we, are, we were situated there in the camp called Kakuma Refugee Camp. So we stayed there. So this is where we, we received our... So you arrived to Kakuma Refugee Camp with the help of uh, like agencies yes. such as the UN. Yes. And so instead of going back to South Sudan, you were sent to Kenya. Yes, we were. We, we actually from Ethiopia, we came back to South Sudan on the border of Sudan and Ethiopia. But the Sudan government bombed us with the with the with the yeah, planes. With the planes, yeah. The facilitating UN NGOs or agencies. So this the system was such that the the safe place would be in a third country outside Ethiopia and Sudan because that was the best solution that the UN agency can can find. Yes. Mm. And uh, so there was an agreement between Kenya and the UN probably about. Relocating. I, I think so because such kind of agreement when they did we are not there. So we were just being told just move. So we still walk from there even though we found some difficulties on the way. We were managed to able to reach to Kenya. So until we stay there. So when we reached in Kenya, we were welcomed. Mm. And the UNICEF came and they give us some shelters and they give us food, they give us school. Mm. It was very nice. This is a place where I received my education. Okay. And okay. I'm really very happy for that and this is very good. Though there were some difficulties but overall there was life had been set. People were not in a big danger. Yeah. Yeah. So you felt like finally some safety. Yeah. yeah. But your father was still uh, in Sudan. Yes, my father, my father was, he died and he was killed. He was killed by in the war, yes, in the conflict? Yes, yeah, because the, the government of Sudan, he came and then he just killed people anyhow. Hmm? The government of Sudan, mm -hmm. he just come and kill people with no reason. So, uh, and burn the houses. War um, atrocity, just yes, killing yes, for killing? Yes. Horrible. This is really but, but my mother was not killed. She died on starvation because there was no food. But how did you have food then, if your mom didn't have any food? She gave you the food? Uh, yes, my, my mom died because there was no food. The whole region, the whole area, there was no food. And the government was preventing the, the UN agencies to bring the food. Yeah. So a lot of people, they, they, they died on the starvation. They starved to death. Yeah. They tried to surrender, many civilians surrendered to the 
the government, mm. but they were they were say if you convert it, mm. then you will survive. For mm. those who don't convert it, mm. they have to die. So my mother and 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 my my uncle mm. was his two children. They say we will not we will not convert it, so we will die. So they choose to die. That's very uh, noble of them. Uh, yeah. So to, they to choose say. to die because so, they believed in in, yes. in their. In their, in their religion, religion yeah. Mm. So they died around three, three o'clock in the afternoon. They died at three in the afternoon. Yes. Mm. So they choose to die. They they were told to surrender, but they say no. We will not convert to change our religion. Mm. So mm. then, uh, it's not herself or my uncle. A lot of people. Mm. So people were divided. It mm. become a matter of religion. So if you choose this religion, you will survive. So you don't choose religion, you will die. So defend your faith. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So my father, my mother, defend her faith. Her mm. faith. She was very, uh, very yes. devoted. Yes. So this is how my mother died. Mm. Yeah. But it's a noble, very noble character. Yeah, I, I, I can't say that, but uh, I, I suppose if I was with my mother, I say my mother, save your life first. I, I would have to say that save your life first. And yeah. Then and at, yeah. at the end we know we, we will die, but at, at the moment we need to save lives. Yeah. Mm. But because mm. she took a, her own decision, she said no. But it's, I mean, my, for example, my grandfather, he was an army general, and he had the choice to leave as a refugee also, to leave his country, but he said no, I will defend my country, yes. you know, until it's over, and he stayed, and he, he was uh, in a constant, in a, he was sent to Siberia to, to, to be in a camp, in a sort of concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And in Siberia there's only snow, so you cannot escape anywhere. And he escaped many times, but there's only snow. Yeah. So his whole family and my father, they left. With also at the time, also the UN helping them to, to flee. But he said, no, I, will, I, I am part of my country, I will die for my country. So we find these, these uh, character, all characters and people that, that, you know, take these decisions, such as your mom. So uh, a, a, a very uh, sad and, and uh, heavy story. But um, how, can I ask, how many years have you had the status of a UNHCR refugee? Yeah. Um time I came to Middle East, so I, I applied for the UNHCR in 2000. Okay, in 2000. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was on the 6th of November 2000. Mm-hmm. 6th so, of November? Yes, 2000. So that's 20, 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, so I've been holding the UNHCR card for a certain number of years, and there is no anything to be provided by the UNHCR. There's what? There's there is nothing much to be provided by. So let's go. If you go back to two thousand, you living in the Middle East, you wanted uh, in two thousand. You thought, okay, I had a UNHCR refugee status. This means that. Did you have any hopes at that point? What it meant? Did it mean something to have the UNHCR status, the refugee status? Did you have like? Did you think now maybe I will be able to have uh, this type of life? Uh, you know, in Middle East, is a concern. It's very crowded, and a lot of things are going on in Middle East. So it's really very hard, and the lie and the uh, the civilization and the integration is very difficult because these people they have their own life, 
compared to our African life. They have, at least their own beliefs, and it's very hard to be integrated in this society uh, because... Do you think uh, um, ethnicity plays a role in the Middle East? What uh, you look like? No, it's really very different compared to where I came from. Mm. So people have been, uh, let me say, they, they, they say you are a black African, so there is, there is no, there is no, people have really been mistreated. But I mean, so I mean, uh, did you, do you feel like because you are not looking like an Arab, for example, light skin, is it, is it different then for you living in this region? It's, it's absolutely very different. Yeah, it's also very different because sometimes they say um, you are African, black, and you know, they're mocking us at a very time. Yeah? Mm. And sometimes called disagreement. And we, we need these people to, to understand the human, the human being living on the earth, so that even though they come in different directions, Mm. They should have knowledge about that. They mm. should have knowledge about different type of people living in the mm. world. Mm. And they should read through the news, through the media, through whatever. So they can know about how the people are in the world. Mm. And they should not apply in the same. Mm. So when we, when we read about Europe, when we read about America, North America, Asia, mm -hmm. so nobody cares about the other person. You care about what your daily activities are yeah. being full up. But here, people have been abused, and, and that is not good for us, and mm. we don't like that. Mm, of yeah. course. Yeah. So, for example, when you say that in Europe or America, people care about, if you have to go to work, you care about going to work and then coming home and uh, having an activity with your family, let's say. And then, maybe more in this part of the world, they care a lot about others. They care about what he looks like, what she looks like, what she's wearing. How she's talking? Where is she from? Is she rich? Is she poor? More external things. And I, I, I think I agree with you. It's, it's, it's very true that it's a huge men difference in mentality. But in, in uh, for example, in Sudan, will people look at you? Uh, not you, but will people look at me, <laughs> being then you know light skin? If I go there, will they look at me, and would I have a? Is it something negative? That one is based on how the people have been raised culturally, how people of that country live. For us in, in, in Sudan, in former Sudan, or let me say in South Sudan, we respect mm -hmm. the foreigner. Okay. Whether, whether he's despite a different background, we mm -hmm. don't care about his background, mm -hmm. but we care this person when he comes to us, mm -hmm. whether he's an Arab or an American. Or a, a so you respect and welcome? Asian, we respect them. And welcome them. And we welcome them. Mm. They can live with us in a normal life. There's mm. no any segregation. Mm. This is how we were taught because we were taught by our parents. Mm. Everybody is equal. So mm. there are three persons living on the earth. And the woman, nobody knows when the woman is start. People will move from one place to another. Mm. So once mm. you are there, mm. you need to respect them. Or when the people come to you, you need to respect them. Mm. These are the few words we hear from our... Mutual respect. Yeah. So mm. for us, we don't segregate people. Yeah. We give them a honor and we give them a welcome. Yeah. yeah. And they share with us food and they share with us everything. Yeah. So we don't segregate people. So... When you, for example, hear about um, in Europe these days, there's a debate going on because in the Moria and the refugee camps in the islands and in Greece, 
there was a big fire some weeks ago, a very big fire in the middle of this corona pandemic, which meant that they had to evacuate people. And uh, countries in Europe said, we will take 50, we will take 100, we will take 200, we will take 500. What do you think about these numbers? When a country says they will take 100 refugees, kids? Yeah, German say that you will take, uh, it will take uh, like a certain number of the small teenagers. Mm. Yeah, when, when I saw on the news this, the fire break out on the Lesbian Canyon, Greece. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what was the cause of the fire in yeah. a huge number like this. Mm. But we were hearing from the media that there were some few coronavirus cases raised inside the camp. So, and we didn't know how did they detect them, whether there is a general test mm. among the the, the agencies working with the refugees, if they test the refugees and they find out is it the government who got angry, is it who or the individual who got angry. Oh, and, put, it, and lit the fire. Yeah, mm. so mm. This, this need to be investigated because uh, you can't set the camp into a big fire because mm. I've been living in camp before mm. my entire life being mm. a refugee. Mm. So you can't set a huge... To create a, yes, a lot of problems. A disorder like this. Yeah. So, I didn't know uh, if the Europeans are really interested to these people and they, they, they agree to divide it so that they mm. evacuate this camp and they integrate this, mm. the rest of the migrants into their local communities. Yeah. That is a good move though because these people, they need help now. The Europe become the weather maybe is coming cold from now. Yeah. The cold weather is changing and people mm. might be affected. Mm. So this will they need hygiene care. Mm. So we support that idea with the European debate. Mm -hmm. Because we we don't need anyone to be suffered on the world. If mm. there are people who can speak on the voice of the others. Mm. So I encourage the European mm. to help these people mm. so that they can they but can a good life. Uh, Alir, you told me something interesting. You told me that sometimes uh, you will uh, see and hear that, for example, in Europe, there has been people that maybe they came from Sudan or maybe some other countries. They have received a refugee uh, status. status and then maybe they do something bad. Maybe they do something criminal in the society they live in. And you told me that there's an issue with the way that people are, the, that there's an issue with the way how the European government is looking at who should come and become a refugee and who should not come. That some people, they don't have the good intentions and then they, are, they have a, a spot and they are able to travel and then someone who had very good intentions for the new life, let's say in Europe, and that want to be part of society in Europe, that want to do very good things, they are not allowed to come. Yeah, uh, for me, sometimes when I come and look about the African continent, uh, we have been fighting with our own problem like political life, we have diseases, we have poverty and all of this. But it is it is a matter of arrangement, it's a matter of putting good governments there so that they can look about the life of people. But uh, in, in Europe, uh, we need everybody to live equal, but we don't support when we hear there is a bomb from here, people have been killed, there is a huge explosion in this area, in some areas or different countries in Europe. 
we need people to lead people, people to lead people life, mm -hmm. and we fail to understand if the if the European government or the European uh, system of life, if there is a good equality system, mm -hmm. how did they fail to find out these people who are causing a horrible situation mm -hmm. to their society? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't understand. If you have a good system, mm -hmm. how this problem yeah. came out? Yeah. Uh, is it who did this and how this person come into this? Mm. Let's say now there is influx of refugees, migrants going to Europe. So these people they need to be screened, mm. and those should be divided. Mm. They should, they should, people should remain in the camps, and there are some other people should should be integrated. Mm. And those who are in the camp, if they fail, then they should be repatriated back to their country, and and they should be given a good system. Yeah. So that they can be follow. Yeah. If you follow a person from ten, from one year to fifty years, yeah, this person will not do anything. But what about the people who don't have papers, who who have papers who des destroy the papers, so nobody will know who they are? Because then, if you did, if you are criminal, you cannot be, you know, nobody will see it. For those who lost their identities, mm. and it's very difficult to be detected where which country they came from, uh, the government should find a mechanism way of how to deal with this person. Mm. As long as he is a human being mm. and at the present is not causing any problem, mm -hmm. so you should find him a, a good way of establishing a, a new establishment mm -hmm. so that you say if you give him an ID card or identity, this is your identity from my country, mm -hmm. so you need to respect you are a citizen of this country. Mm -hmm. The life of the people is in your hand, mm -hmm. and, and you see people are your brother and sister. Mm -hmm. So you should give him a new life, new way of thinking. Mm. And if he did something wrong in the future, mm. then it will be it will be put into the laws of this country because he said before he don't have any country. Yeah. yeah. So the law of the country where he is, he will face the laws mm. as mm. as usual. Mm. Yeah. So in in some way there's um, problems with knowing who deserves to really have a, a, a chance in Europe and who doesn't have the best intentions. But it's very it's it's very hard for for any community to to receive who exactly. But I agree with you that there should be better mechanisms. There should be more people from those countries working for European governments to help them to screen people see you know to see the background to see because you know for you if you speak with a man from Sudan from South Sudan and you speak with him you will know quite fast what kind of person he is but me if I speak with him I don't know <laughs> I will not know so fast you know it's very simple um, already uh, in a certain country in Europe so you can and the people are there with not we don't have the proper document it might be easier. The government have to establish a kind of, you know, you need to bring in the experts mm. so that those who can concern the mind of these people, yeah. they can put simple questions, yeah. they can drag them into simple answering questions so that they, they can detect their yeah. country background. Mm. I think it is a work of their expertise mm. so they can be able to find that mm. out. Especially, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so mm. we, we know there are good people from there. Mm. I mean, 
for, for, for anyone to find out something about, let's say, uh, a specific uh, tribe in a specific country to know more about exactly these people, it's not going to help that someone who's not from this tribe analyzes. It have to be someone from the inside who can analyze and who can, who can work for the, for, the, for the government. So that's a bit about the screening processes and the necessary steps that need to be changed, actually, so that we don't, we don't give up these spaces to the wrong people. But okay, what, what about, uh, let's say, Europe closing borders, saying, no, we don't accept any refugees. Well, they accept 500, they accept 1,000, but that's nothing compared to the amount of people that need help, and it's nothing compared to the small populations of Europe, actually. I think I have two things to say about this. Uh, one, when the war broke out in Syria, there were some people who were living in, in Europe so they came from uh, Syria and Iraq during the, 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 the war in Iraq, conflict or something like that. There mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. So there were some members coming out from Europe mm-hmm. and they joined the ISIS. Mm-hmm. They joined yeah, the they created ISIL, the caliphate. Yeah. And then they, they come to join and fight. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the ISIS have been defeated, they, they are going back again to Europe and the Europeans welcoming them. Mm. They seem to be, this is a confusing idea, mm. Mm. somebody, which means the Europeans are supporting the culprits. Yeah. If you bring them back, somebody came to you and rebelled, there is no need for you to be welcome back. Mm. I am, from my personal uh, experience, working, I was working before for the police, and what I see from working in the security is that the methods for analyzing and for seeing, uh, seeing the, the the you know what they say to see the the wood for the trees you know this expression to see things for what they are mm-hmm. to see things for let's say wait for the trees what do you say the the forest for the yeah. trees right <laughs> the trees for the forest to see things exactly as that this is actually a, a you know what they say jihadi this is a terrorist they are not very good in doing this in Europe because they are very scared of saying the wrong things and what's also true is that in Europe there's a lot of people that are already uh, ideologically uh, terrorists <coughs> and that are waiting to, to re- recruit new people and they're already living in Europe and they're already receiving funds from the government because the government doesn't know what they're exactly are doing, they're just giving money. For example, uh, you know the Muslim Brotherhood, they have strong ties in, inside Europe and you know work with work with several terrorist organizations. So there's, again, a problem with the screening process inside Europe, because people, we are not quick enough to react to say this person is actually a former terrorist or or this. And sometimes we are also very soft. We will say, yeah, but he was a terrorist before. He did this before. Now is a different day. But that's not always how things work in reality. And, And many people go back to becoming terrorists in the end. So again, a problem with the screening process. But um, what would you see as an ideal situation then for, let's say, people in the refugees in the Middle East that really want to leave and they want to go to Europe? How can it be done in a, in a way that would be beneficial for Europe and for, for you to have a, not you specifically, but for you as refugees to have the, the, the life you deserve? Yeah, uh, people have been living in a very frustrated situation for a number of years here in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. 
and um, that it cost the the more flowing of the refugees from where they are, so that they go to the side of the European countries. Mm. Uh, because when you see where camps have been, I mean, in Middle East they integrated the refugees inside the society where they are not fit. Mm. So uh, it may cause someone to have different ideas mm. whether you choose life and death. Mm. So oh really? Yeah. So, but according to UN charters or, or UN agreements or United Nations agreement, each other country is a signatory to the to the agreement of the United Nations. Yes. And the camps are one of which every country has to sign. Yeah. So you need to isolate the people so that they can leave themselves mm. and provide with all the facilities they need. Mm. But I don't understand other countries uh, why they come and integrate the refugees into their society. Mm-hmm. That that those people they cannot they cannot be welcome, they cannot be feeding, they cannot lead the same life. Mm. So they will see different people there. So it costs I don't want to go back so I'll I will choose to go ahead either to die or to survive. Mm. What can be done by the European people if they close the border? Mm. Uh, closing the border for me is not enough to stop the mm-hmm. flow of the refugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they can do, they should come and, and sit with the countries in the Middle East along the, along the, in the eastern, mm-hmm. eastern side of Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. So they should create a kind of a joint policing, mm-hmm. a joint policing because uh, a lot of people died from the sea. Mm. Uh, even though there are some police on the sea, they say it is none of our business. Mm. But they they should have an agreement, yeah, so that they 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 uh, monitoring the sea. So, for example, on the north side of the Libya, so there is a joint like this, you move, and some other countries, they move like this, so that uh, being present in the water, it will reduce the life of the people. Yeah. So you have the boat, you have the jeep, and then you can have the airplane, you have the radars, they can detect people. So they should sit with the governments along the Mediterranean yeah. countries. The European Union should yes. talk with the yes. governments of the Eastern Mediterranean yes. and, and find a, and find a, a good solution. Yeah. Of, yeah. So closing your border is not enough. I can come to your border and Anyways. keep knocking and keep knocking. Let's say in the South America now, so they went, they moved from the Nicaragua, they went to go to the USA, mm. so the US tried to block them yeah. and they tried to pressure the yeah. Mexican government, mm. so that it will not allow the people. Yeah. So you need to pressure the government and, and, and try to dismantle or to withhold some kind of aids coming in. You know, this is kind of but threat. Are you, are you thinking that there should be agreements between the European Union and North African uh, or uh, Middle Eastern countries about how many refugees, in which way, how it's going to work, how often? Or are you saying that there should be agreements in how to stop uh, those who are going now, for me, let me say, they are not refugees alone. Mm. So how to stop and detect the ones that are not really refugees, that are more criminals? It should be stopped because uh, 
you the the government uh, and the European countries they can have a joint projects. Mm. They can create projects mm. that can allow people to to work. Mm. Because it is a matter of life. People are running for their lives. Yeah. And they should revise their laws. Mm. The law of they are working in the country. Mm. The works laws because some people they don't find proper surviving. Mm. So if I go to Europe, only what I need from Europe is the right of work. Mm. Because everybody you need to go to work equally. Yeah. You deserve the same right. But maybe in some other places people are not even deserve deserve the same yeah. the same right of work. Yeah. So if I if I don't if I have my family here and I don't have enough money to send my children to school because my salary is not enough. Yeah. So what can I do? Yeah. I will have a decision to go away from the country. Yeah. And leave my children here. When I survive to reach Europe, then I will walk. I will be having the full ride. I will send the money to my to my children. My life will change. Yeah. Why not the government already change this? I know it's very difficult. Some other countries are living in a poor situation, but uh, for a European, you need to to accept. The kind of lost you need to accept losses, so fund some projects being planned by those Middle Eastern countries. Mm. So you need to fund them. Mm-hmm. It is a matter of saving life. Mm. To fund the projects that yes. will actually yes. help uh, the refugees to yeah, live a to normal, and normal and lives. So, and, and and for leasing. So you need to fund the project. You need to have it. Create a, a joint police or a joint security mm. on the sea. Mm. So number three, it will save the life of the people. Mm. So if these people leave, they, for example, they move from Libya and they go to Malta and then from Lampedusa or whatever mm-hmm. they say in Europe, in mm-hmm. Italy. Mm-hmm. So you know their roots. Yeah. So why don't you go and be present there in the room? Mm. So you say I don't allow some. Middle Eastern police to come into my waters. I don't need them. Mm. You need to simplify the agreements yeah. so that people should have a more link. Mm. Even though they are very close to my waters, it's not a matter of occupation. But do you think um, if the European Union was to put a lot of money into projects in the Middle East that were directed especially for uh, the lives of refugees living there, more than you know, so that they can live normal, good lives? Do you think that then people will stop trying to go to Europe? Uh, it may not be enough to stop the refugees not going to Europe, uh, but it will it will give them a delayment. It will give them a delayment for some kind of for that kind of uh, crossing to the sea on the other side. For example, if there are refugees living in the Middle East and they have They have children, they have good school, their children are in school, they have a good life. So you, you engage them in daily activities, they don't have time to go to Europe. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have time to analyze yeah, this yeah. potential life. Yeah, so this is the phase one. Phase two, you need to, to, to go to African countries and you try to, to, to give image about Uh, you don't say your people are going to Europe, but you try to, to, to also funding the, the government projects and try to say we should live equally, create the jobs. And you know in your mind you want to, you want to stop the crossing, the Mediterranean people, I mean Mediterranean Sea. Mm. So the European government also 
I know financial situation in Europe is very common. Mm-hmm. People that don't have enough money, mm-hmm. but they should go and meet. They should sit with the African Union. They should yeah. go to countries of Africa. Mm. They go to West Africa, mm. so they, they they can try to discuss these issues with the governments. But why? Uh, I because I was discussing this problem before. I was discussing why the European Union is not talking with the African Union as equals and actually asking the African Union, can you please help us? To what should we do about the migration issue? Can you help us? They don't do that. They talk more like. From we are here and the African Union, you are there below us and we will tell you what we want. There's a problem in the way that there's a, you know, there's a, there's a, there's an unequal type of, of discussion where the European Union is talking and expecting the African Union. So how can the two, com- how can the two communicate in a better way? Uh, that one is, is too politically to, to answer. Yeah, it's, hard, it's a hard question to answer. Yes. I tried myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but you see what I mean? That there's I a problem. I understand. You know? So when it comes to the European interest in Africa, uh, the European already divided Africa according to their interests. So perhaps they don't look about the individuals mm. crossing the Mediterranean Sea to mm. Europe. They don't mm. look about that. Mm. The interest is what that country has so that I will benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it has to be, uh, I get something and I yes. give you something. Yes, Yeah. So. But the problem is that, you know, in Europe now, for example, we have uh, in Turkey, we have Erdogan, the president of Turkey, saying, if you don't agree to, to my requirements politically, I will open the border from Turkey to Europe and I will give you all of the refugees. There's, I think there's 2.5 million refugees living in Turkey. So he, the president of Turkey, is using this as a card and he's saying, if you don't do what I want, I will lose. I mean, in no way should the European countries think that African countries don't have the... I think every country has an interest with the other, the other country uh, during the time when they Turkey has applied to become a member of the European Union. I think there are some procedures maybe that need to be met by the Turkish, mm. conditions to be fulfilled by the Turkish, mm. so that they can be fully accepted mm-hmm. as a European member. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they put the membership now in on handing on the balance mm-hmm. uh, because of the lack of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps in Turkey, Turkey has to exercise the right of the citizen in Turkey mm-hmm. so that they cannot be intimidated. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, when there was a coup, say in 2016 or something like yeah. that, mm-hmm. uh, the government was come and tried to arrest absolutely almost everybody, mm-hmm. and that is not okay. Mm-hmm. In every country, there are political different views there, and you cannot back, you cannot suffer the life of the in, individual in the, in the country. I was not happy when there was a mass arrest, mm. the people have been removed from their jobs, a lot of people have been sacked, people have been dying, mm. I don't like that. Mm. If Hadikon went to be a full member mm. of the European countries, mm. why he feel this one? Because mm. to will make more distance from the European countries so that it will not be happy. Yeah. So he should apply the same right. Mm. If the coup failed, he would need to be very proud mm. and say that 
you, the Turkish people, you are equal, but I don't want these ideas to be repeated and you living the same life. But he don't do that. He arrests a lot of people. Mm. Maybe the European Union will not be happy. Mm. So, but um, what, mm. when he say that, uh, I, I, if he don't fulfill my condition, I will open the border mm. and the people should go yeah. to, people to go to Europe. Mm. As I said before, uh, there are uh, those who know how to think expert in their, their mind. They should look about the European. I mean, the the, the Turkish government projects so that they can fund, they can fund government projects so that to, because if you open like this, it will be very hard for the European to arrange how to welcome the, this number of two million and something refugees. Hmm. It will not be good. So it will give them more time, a lot of time, it will give your time to prepare themselves. Hmm. So why don't you create a, a sort of short agreement with, with, with Turkish about the refugees bring them food, mm. for, bring them some funding to the government of Turkey, mm. give them the funding so that it will go to give to the refugees. So the, the government may not be angry. Yeah, because maybe there is a... Because what President Erdogan was saying is that you promised me uh, this and this amount of money to take care of the refugees, but you didn't actually give me the money. So the thing is he received parts but not everything and that's what he said when he said I don't have capacity to take care of all of these refugees so since you're not helping me and they want to go to your countries they don't want to be in Turkey so I will let them to go you know it's very strange anyway uh, because when you reject when you reject me yesterday to be a member of the European Union so I will I will give you some kind of backfire that I will I will try to threaten you with a certain mm. so that you will agree what I'm saying. Mm. So concerning that, yeah, there are so many refugees in Turkey. And the UNHCR or the European country they should join hand together and try to screen they should divide these people and they try to screen the people there within the Turkey. So the yeah. people should be screened there. Those who are okay Oh. Then they can be, they can be integrated, can be resettled into European countries, mm. and the rest will remain. If the gun say tomorrow I will open this, they will say, "What do you want? We we took the other people." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the, the what I was uh, thinking of in the beginning is that the card that Mr. President Erdogan is using, of saying this, is an extremely strong card, because all of the European countries are shaking. Then he's going to let 3.5 million uh, refugees come to Europe, migrants. It's an extremely strong card. And what I'm saying then is that the African countries, you also have this card, actually. You know, you also have this card, but you didn't use it. You know, you didn't use it because you're still on good terms with, with Europe somewhat. So what I'm saying is that maybe the host countries feel like they are in the position where they can decide. But are they really? Yeah, uh, it's a very hard question to be. It's a very, a very hard to give, question. To give a final answer or to give, yes. a, good, to give a good answer. Yes. Uh, it depends on just a matter of interest. Uh, the article interest was the European. What article is looking at the, from the European countries and what the European countries are looking with. So it's also again fuel the situation where there was a kind of dispute between. Uh, Greece 
and it was a gas in the sea. So they were some kind of disagreement. The Europeans step up because the Greece is very small country island and it's not equal to the to the to the, to the Turkey. So the Europeans step up and they say, no, you Turkey don't do this. If you do this, so they why don't they treat Turkey with this also? Because it's a matter of interest. Yeah. So usually they can use that card to mm. to, to press the the, the, the gun. Mm. So they say if you if you suppress the, the Greece, mm. we will also suppress you. Mm. So mm. they can give some sanctions. Mm. Mm. Why not? So there are yeah. some the other further card to be used. Yeah. Yes. It's 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 a high level of strategic politics and it's very hard to to understand what the next move will be, but uh, all in all, I think we we both can agree that refugees deserve to have a, a chance at least after coming from very hard situations and at least to have a fair uh, fair trial and a fair process into to how to have a chance at having a, a normal life, and um, my last comment will be for you in your life. Now, wherever you're living, what is the, the, the things that you want the most? I'm not talking about a yacht. <laughs> I also would like to have this. But I'm talking about the things that immediately is what you need and what you will feel that you can live a comfortable life having. For me, what I, what I need myself, um, I want to go away from where I am now, I am now mm-hmm. so that I can see my Another future was my children. Mm-hmm. But what do your children miss in the situation now? They miss, uh, they miss education. Okay. They go to school or not? They go to school, but... Uh, not good school? It's a poor school. Mm-hmm. So, and they are growing. Mm-hmm. The big one is 15, 14 years. And the other one is six, that one is four, so they don't have proper school, mm-hmm. as well, we don't, we don't have a good, good job, mm-hmm. and that you can pay for the living, mm-hmm. the rain, mm-hmm. renting and transport and, and the medication, yeah. all these are really, very, very hard. Mm. When we look back where we come from, from our country, we are, we remain in between. In between uh, there and yes, what yes. you want, also, yes. yeah. Mm. So, you know, it's a matter of trial. People are trying, or I'm just trying to survive. So it's a constant uh, survival, uh, even if you arrive to your destination somehow. So I wish if I have a chance to go to another place, I can mm. restart my life. Mm. And I believe in me. Mm. And my family, we 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 can live in a good way mm. uh, because we have been having experience of life for a long time, mm. and we can say it's enough here because we need to move to another place. Yeah. But there is no way. Because the basic because here your basic needs and your uh, possibility to 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 do more than to survive is not there. And for your kids also, do you, are you scared for the, the future of your kids? I'm scared because when I am at work, I'm I scared about my children because when they are at home, particularly this time of Corona, mm. uh, somebody was trying to kidnap my children. Really? Yes. When? 
but it was like in, in May. Kidnapping them from the house? Yes. To the girl or the boy? The boy. Okay. Just tried to take him away, but I told him that my big child was, my big daughter was screaming, so they were at help by some other people. So the, somebody tried to kidnap your son to take him to use him for anything? Uh, yes. Maybe labor, yes. maybe almost slavery. Yes. Uh, this is really horrific and, and not, not something anyone should experience, of course. So, which means every day when I, when I am away, I'm worried about them. Mm, mm. Uh, because the country I am in is struggling with its own life, mm -hmm. uh, which means there is no care about the refugees. Yeah. Nobody care about the other person. Yeah, because a, a, a attempt at kidnapping is a very serious thing. Yeah. Which, um, you know, of course should be handled by, by the authorities yeah. in a very serious way. So, this is what I'm expecting if I have a good chance so I can begin a new life again. Mm. Uh, but I was having the last choice. If I can cross a maternity like some of friends, I will be, I will be okay. Mm. So, but it was not a good choice. No. Yeah, it was not a good choice. No. So we, we say we, we still need, need time to leave live life so that so because when, when we go to Madrid and see and we reach to Europe we, we assume we will maybe some of us will be treated equally mm. that is only one hope so the whole thing we need is a treatment of people people to live the same right mm. so this is what people are aiming at mm. yeah mm. so that is my last hope if I have some new when I move from here, it mm. will be good for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, but uh, Ali, I thank you so much for your time and for the... Uh, I'm sorry for at times asking questions about political science that are very complicated that nobody actually know the answers to, but I'm very curious about your perspective on this. And thank you for the personal story that you gave about your your uh, your young young years in, in Sudan and uh, also your, your life right now. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.